bro, you got a book. What's up? And yeah. I think, well, how did I do this? Because I had faith and I trust. I didn't have a plan. My plan was my faith. My plan was my belief system. I knew this what I had to do and I did it. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today I sit down with my friend Eric Bigger. Eric L. Bigger Jr. is a personal fitness instructor, television personality, author, and nationally recognized motivational speaker. The path leading to Eric's life purpose was far from easy. He grew up in the gritty streets of Baltimore, Maryland, and is a textbook product of a broken home. Bigger knew early on that the odds were stacked against him when he witnessed too many unfortunate fates among his family and friends. He became determined to take control of his destiny and began the journey that would forever change his life. Bigger graduated magna cum laude from Hampton University with a bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship. Upon graduation, he moved to Los Angeles, California, where he wrote and successfully published two ebooks, 100 Days of Wisdom and Quotes to Shape Your Life. Following the book's success, he was featured in Essence Magazine and several other notable national publications. His spiritual charm and intellect has landed him in national commercials and on several daytime talk shows, including The Chris Jenner Show. Most recently, Eric made history when he became a fan favorite as one of 31 contestants on ABC's The Bachelorette. Today, Bigger is committed to using his platform in order to create a dialogue of health, peace, and prosperity, all while effortlessly being the leading man of our generation. It's not just irony that gave him the last name Bigger. His testimony of life and illuminating energy has inspired many to beat many challenges and to live every moment as if it's your best, not your last. This is a potent episode, you guys. Such juicy conversation. You guys are going to get so much out of it. Enjoy the show. All right, Eric, thank you so much for joining us on the Amplify podcast. I'm super, super pumped for this conversation. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Bitcoin energy, you know? Hey, hey. yes. Getting yeah. after it. And like, <laughs> hey, I mean, we've got some big king energy in the room. So this is yeah, going to be a power. You know? yeah. I am him. I am who I am. I am him. <laughs> king me, please. <laughs> so this is going to be, this is going to be a 
potent episode, an awesome episode. I'm super excited to dig in, but as you know, we start out with some rapid fire. So you're uh, ready, yeah. whatever comes to mind, whatever right, comes right, to right. mind, like we're shooting from the hip, just going for it. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. right. What are you grateful for right now? Breathing air, just life in general, just to live, you know, this is amen. Grateful for that. Amen. What is a guilty pleasure of yours, whether or not you feel guilty about it, right? We own our, own our choices. Uh, I always have a problem of understanding what that definition really means, but when okay. I think about it, I thought about this last night. I really have a sugar rush at times, but I just want to mm. eat a lot of gummy bears. Gummy like, bears. <gasps> gummy bears, have... sugar, and candy. Like, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Or I got these vegan chips I get as well. I like, it's like nine o'clock at night and I'm like digging in. But I love it. I, you feel like a little kid again. Like, yeah, I'm not even hungry, but I'm gonna go get right? some gummy bears. I have some gummy bears in my house actually from a trip to Vegas like last week because I never buy candy or anything like yeah. that. Like I, I keep chocolate in the house and ice cream, you know, on occasion, but no candy. And I've been doing that. Like I get up in the morning, I'm making my coffee. I'm like, why not have a little handful of gummy bears at 7 a.m. in the morning? Why not, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm a grown up. I, I, I can't hold on to gummy bears. I get them, they're gone two bags, three bags. I got to keep them out of the way. Okay. Okay. Got it. Noted. <laughs> What's a random fact that most people wouldn't know about you? Um, the first thing comes to mind and I'm a nerd. You see all these books in the background, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I love learning. Um, I love growing and getting better as an individual. And I study life. Like literally I'm always trying to figure out things to make things better. I love it. I love it. If you weren't doing what you do now, and obviously you are, you know, curating your life, curating your business in the way that feels best to you and doing what lights you up. But if you weren't doing this, like what kind of job or career would you have? Like what's, what's something that's always been like super interesting and exciting to you? I just think I've been, I would have been an athlete easy, been okay. an athlete, basketball, football. I really just would have been an athlete, like at the highest yeah. level, like just showing up performing. <laughs> yes. I like it. Hard, makes, so, yeah. makes sense. Makes sense. Do you have any weird talents or special skills? I can dance. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if it's weird talents. I mean, I guess this is like spiritual. Um, I have like a crazy deep sixth sense at times. I can feel people feel things and know Same. things. I don't even know why. Uh, I was actually in here just watching a video on seven types of uh healers so what i realized okay. messenger and i'm a way shower so the messenger is the one who gets information from the spirit from the spiritual realm and translated into the reality to the real world and give it to the people who needs it and yearns for it and then the way shower is the person who does the work to show people this is how you do it this is what you have to go through to get to it and we just show like and people live through that so it's interesting yeah. i'm gonna you know, you'll like it Okay. I like this. Um, yeah, super fascinating. And I definitely want to talk more about the spirituality yeah. energy kind of stuff with you as well. Um, okay. What did you want to be when you were little? Might be the same. Ball ball player. I just wanted to be a ball player. I always yeah. wanted to be basketball, NBA. That was my dream. I gave it, I gave it everything. I gave it my all, yeah. I gave it my energy. I mean, hundred, hundred degree weather. I'm shooting a basketball. Yeah. I cold outside. I'm on a basketball court. So that was my dream. All right. Change that. Now I'm huh? a pro in life. I'm a pro in life, baby. I gotta go professional <laughs> life. So that's the new that's the new profession for me. 
All right. I like it. When is the last time that you cried? Um, just recently. When was this? Uh, maybe, I would say like three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Right. Big cry. <laughs> like a big baby. But it was just like, because when I cry, it's because I can feel things about the thing I'm crying about more innately and deep. Mm-hmm. So one was just from seeing a situation that unfolded that I knew could have been different if things would change, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And it was a kid involved. And it's just kind of like a separation that happened with the kid and the parents just kind of like hurt me because I know what that's like and not having mm-hmm. that and having the kids see that and not have it now, like it just hurt, you know? Yeah. And I was dealing with yeah. my own little personal issues or whatever I was holding on to forever. And I just let it out. Yeah, it's important. I like that. I cry now, people. I cry. I'm a crier. Right? Cry, but I will cry. <laughs> I'm like, a, I think I cried a little bit this morning, like five seconds. Totally fine. You know, some energy got it, had to move. There we go. We let it out. You know, I, um, it's funny. I had my cousin, his name is Dante Young. And um, he said the moment when he was a kid, maybe he was like 14 or 15. And as he was getting older, the moment he started to cry and let go, he started making more progress and money started coming into his life. Of course. Because if you're blocked, right? Yeah, you, you're holding on to that energy. It weighs you down, right? And it takes up space. And, and if we're holding on to that, we're not in alignment. And I believe that abundance and attraction works on alignment. And so if you're out of alignment, even in the littlest way, you're, you're blocking stuff from, from coming, coming your way. Exactly. I love that. Um, when's the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> What was I laughing about? I think it's just, oh my gosh. It was something so simple and stupid, but it was just like funny because of me and the person relation to it was just. Wait, you laughed yeah, on no, FaceTime with that. That was yesterday? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That Tuesday. was fun, but then I think with I laughed. Friend. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> it was just like. It was just, I guess I think the laugh was about um, the government, right? How the government is like, they don't, they don't give a F. Like, they want what they want and they go right but it's like they it's like there's no hiding what they want like but he was laughing because it's like yo they go hard they go hard and it's like like, you got a business right and you look at the government look how they run their business they'll do whatever it takes to get you to get what they want you to have and so yeah it's funny because it's like yo that's crazy if you think of it like that that's the way it is so it was just an internal like moment with me and my, my friend because we was just like yo it was just we just because it was hilarious because it's so real but it's like yo that's crazy because that's literally how you need to be sometimes when it comes to business like you know you gotta do what you gotta do but it's just funny yeah yeah oh right there with you um <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite meal seafood uh mm. my favorite meal i would say okay salmon saute spinach um, oh, oh, we're getting very specific. I like uh, it. Maybe some fried mushrooms and some quinoa. What's some kombucha? What's some kombucha? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very. I'm like very specific. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm taking a picture for the viewers in the list. I know. And kombucha. <laughs> and kombucha. That's my favorite. I'm addicted to that. I believe. You know? It's good. It's good. I, you know, I 
started a little sparkling water addiction over here on my end, like last year. No, like at this point it was like early 2020. Once the sun goes down, I, I just switched to sparkling water only. And so I drink, I, (laughs) I drink like seven LaCroix a night, which can't be good for me. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but sometimes it's just like two maybe, or one, but it's like this whole thing. It's a, it's a whole vibe. I don't know. Anyway, what is your next travel destination or the next place that you want to travel to rather? Good question. So there's a, uh, Lux, how do you say it? Luxurious. I hope I said that right. Luxurious. How do you say it? Luxurious. Luxurious. I can't even say. I got. (laughs) Was luxury. Just know that luxury. Yeah. It's a hotel in Utah. I think it's the Armor. It begins with the A. It's like twenty-five night something. Okay. Crazy. But that's somewhere I want to go and experience. And it's also a place in Palm Desert. I think it's like a. a cleansing place where you go and you just cleanse out your soul like they give you like certain type of like drinks and uh food i forgot the name but it's in palm Springs somewhere okay out of that i don't really have nothing because i just i went to tahiti not too long ago that was mm, that was that's so nice phenomenal. uh but utah that hotel i'll find it and then that place in palm desert like i have a big I just want to go to spiritual retreats and I want to heal more and learn and just unplug. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In order to be me, I have to be free. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, okay. So that is all I've got for rapid fire. So now we're going to get into like the meat of, of the conversation and, and do all the things. But before I throw a bunch of questions at you, because I even just in, in that I'm like, I wrote down a ton more like questions and topics I want to cover, um, already. And I'm pumped for that. Would you tell us just like the bullet points of your story for all the listeners who maybe don't know you yet from obviously like, you know, from Baltimore to like, what you're up to now here in LA cliff notes version. Cause I know it's like Cliff notes. You want the cliff notes? Hey, who took cliff notes in ninth and 10th grade? Cause I was cheating in English. Sorry, Mr. Miyaga, Miss Miyaga, I think that's his name, English teacher, City College High School. But anyway, I'm Eric Bigger, uh, TV personality, motivator, uh, fitness trainer, all things motivation, positivity, inspiration. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised. Uh, I graduated from Hampton University in Virginia, graduated in 2010, booked a one-way ticket, came to LA, I knew one person, I had $1,000 to my name, that was it. And then I figured it out. And then, you know, I did every job from Uber to, you know, selling water machines, a door guy, you know, at a nightclub. And then boom, I got a big break. I went on the TV show, the reality show, The Bachelorette. And wow, you know, I went to six countries, found a love, and then my life changed. And boom, here all my dreams came true. Got a podcast, a traveling world, speaking engagements, blah, 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 you know. Then I did another show, then I did another show. <laughs> and then now I'm just... Um, self-regulated and creating content that's going to inspire, evolve, and heal humanity mm-hmm. and give people a different way to perceive themselves as well as the world and the lens they look from. Because if we change the way we look at things, things we look at change. Amen. And uh, recently, I just released a book, 100 Days of Wisdom. Yes. Yeah, Here we go. Here we go. Okay. You know, you definitely can get it. It's out. Link is in my bio. My Instagram is Eric Bigger. Uh, and I also have a course that's connected to this book that you can use while reading it. Um, so that's what's recent. That's what's we up. Book, out, book launch uh, party is November 4th. 
and um, that'd be the first Thursday in November. And I have some other things I'm working on. I won't speak on it, but it'll be out after the fact, but it's fitness related, it's spiritual related. And um, I'm just constantly growing and improving and evolving and becoming just a, a man of just belief and faith and letting people know like, you do the work, you believe in yourself, it can happen. Cause I wasn't mm -hmm. always this guy. So uh, this is who I am. I mean, I'm, in, yeah. I'm in LA by the way. I mean, I'm in Berlin. Yes. You know, yes. hey, hey, I'm in LA. We're like, we're like 10 minutes away from each other right now, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. is so fun. Um, okay. So let's talk a bit more about the book. Yeah. This yeah. is so fucking cool. Like I love books like this because it's so easy to, it's easy to digest. It's easy to work through. It's not something that you like, cause I'm, I, I'm not a good reader in the sense that like, I know how to read like all that, but like, I'm not consistent with reading actual books. Like I can do an audiobook really consistently, but when I break open a book, like, I'm like, oh fuck, I haven't read it. I haven't opened it in three weeks, you know? And then I'm like, oh, back up a few pages to remember where the hell I am, you know? And so this kind of book is so much like, and I'll show you guys um, who are, you know, will watch video and stuff like that, but it's basically like, like it says a hundred days of wisdom. And there are a hundred quotes in here or more than a hundred, I think. Yeah. It's a hundred. Well, a hundred. And then we've got one oh one to, to get yeah. us to the next, the next phase of things, but a hundred quotes in here that are like easy to digest. Like I said, along with a lined page to do some reflection around it. So the idea being go through this baby over the course of a hundred days and you start your day, end your day, or whenever you need it, right. With a fucking dose of inspiration. So I, I love books like this. Like this is like my, something that I know I can stick with really consistently. And it like is serves a great value for me, but I want to know like where the idea for this came from. Yeah. So this idea generated in uh, 2015. Um, at the time I was living in career town. I was in a one bedroom apartment with a roommate, you know, that was really different times, but I was taking a uh, Lewis house mastermind. And so mm -hmm. in 28 days, everybody in the mastermind in the group had to uh, create a product, right? So at the time I did motivational videos on Instagram. So I would do Motivation Monday, Wisdom Wednesday, What's Positive Friday. And at the time at 15 seconds, it was just videos of me pumping out motivation for my yeah. followers and people who you know followed me. And honestly, it was really me speaking to myself because I wasn't in the best state, you know, mentally, emotionally, Cause I was still trying to figure me out in life and how do I evolve? How do I get out of this one big room with another grown man? Like I need to figure <laughs> it out. Right. Um, but that was funny at the time. And so those videos, I took a hundred of those videos, turned the words from those videos into quotes. And it's mm. how I the book. And when I look back at the book, as I look at it now, and I hope it, you know, open like day 74, when things got hard, did you stay or did you run? When people doubted you, did you give up? Don't believe in the fears, you're more than enough. You're powerful and nothing can stop you. You're phenomenal, stay true to you, stay true to your soul. So like reading that and thinking of that and being in that moment in that space, I like to think like, where was I at in my life, right? Mm -hmm. But what happened was that was those words, that motivation, that energy was what kept me going, what gave me more faith and belief and confidence. I was trying to figure something out. This is pure creation from my soul. This is like coming from me, from all the books and all the seminars and everything I experienced at that time. 
really creating it, spitting it out on a social media platform and taking that and putting it in a book. And so this book will get you through your toughest times, your lonely times. Um, you keep you motivated, you keep you stimulated. Yeah. You will want to grow, you want to be more. So this, and it's, it's like you said, it's easy to digest because I'm not hitting you over here like 10 pages for one quote, you know, or right. long passages. You read it early in the morning, you digest it, take your notes, and then you read it once again before you go to bed. So it's in your subconscious. And then mm-hmm. I saw 100 days because they say it takes 21 days to hold someone accountable for them to shift, you know, paradigm or break a habit or create a new habit. I want people to keep going. I want them to stay consistent. Yeah. So build consistency. You're going to be disciplined. You're going to appreciate dedication and your life is going to change. And you might not think about it, but I always tell people, give yourself seven days straight with this book. You'll start seeing differences in your life about yourself. You're going to think different. You're going to feel different. You're going to be different. Not because of me, because of you, you opened the Mm -hmm. book, you took the time, you read the quotes, you took the notes. And when you do that, I'm teaching you how to build consistent action steps to move forward in your life. Because how we do one thing is how we do all things. And then that transpires other other places in your life. And that's what it's about. It's about you evolving as a human being, being your best self, which you have. So that's the book. I love it. I love it. You got, yeah. And so everybody, 100 Days of Wisdom, best place to get it is- Yes, Instagram at Eric Bigger. Click the link, sign up, get the book. I'm sending out copies, you know, once we get off here, I got like six or seven books all wrapped up, ready to go. So get your book. Yeah, (laughs) amazing. And congratulations. Like this is putting together a book, like whether it's quotes, you know, your personal story, whatnot. Like this is such a big undertaking. So it's a big fucking deal. And like how how cool, yeah. Yeah. You know, and how cool to like have a physical, like how fun is this? Like, yeah, and it's, it's, it's amazing. interesting because it's, I, it's my face is on this. So it's my, it's my energy. So mm-hmm. I had another book that I wrote in a pandemic called Transformation. I'll show it. Um, but it was with another friend, right? It's a workbook, right? And what I realized was that, you know, this is cool, which is great because this helps as well. But this is all of me. This is kind of partnering with someone else. It still works. But when I see this and I open this and I really look at these pages, I'm like, yeah, take responsibility yeah. for all your actions and learn from your mistakes. Continue to improve. Give negativity, no energy. Be great. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, yeah, it's like your heart heart and soul put into the yeah. pages completely. So it's, it's, it's such a, uh, this is the first time in my life that I'm, I've been proud of me because I went through an awakening mm. um, these last few weeks. And now I'm at a place where I can appreciate my accomplishment. I can appreciate this moment of being on this podcast and talking to you about something I created. Because I said 2015 is 2021. So it wasn't like I did the book and hey, here you go. And I had an ebook prior, but I revamped it, you know, fixed some things. And now I'm here. So I always want to tell people listening and watching, don't shortchange the process. Give it time. Because divine timing is real. And when it's supposed to happen, it will happen and your things will manifest and you will feel good about it. But when we try to force, you know, books, we try to force relationships, force jobs, force things into uh, manifestation, they don't last long and they don't keep you going because you're trying to control it. And when you're trying to control things, those things control you. And you don't really have the power that you can get from it because you're not allowing it to be what it needs to be. Like, I done had this book sitting in the archives for years, but now it's time for the universe to see it and feel it and get the benefits from it. So I'm happy. Yeah, so why 
why now? Because if it's, if it's content that you had for a long time, like, you know, how come this didn't come to life sooner? And maybe it's just related to all the growth that you've experienced over the last year and everything like that, that it was finally, you were finally ready to share this and share. Cause it is like such intimate stuff. You know, it's, it's yeah. such a personal, personal content. Like, yeah. What, um, why now? Well, timing, you know, we had yeah. a pandemic last year and with the pandemic, you had a bunch of time. So yeah. the book I just showed, that's what I wrote over the pandemic. And this was already in a archives. I just didn't bring it out. And it took some time with my book publisher, shots out to Brian Johnson, dream, live your dream out loud publishing. Um, and so I released that book in July of 2020. And this came out, uh, the ebook version came out in February this year. Uh, and so it was the timing. And in, in that time, you know, my spirit was telling me you need to create products because God forbid anything that you make money off of or create, if it shuts down, what do you have? Right. What can you do? And so that was my intention. So in the, in the pandemic, I created a fitness challenge with Vanessa Simmons. I wrote a book, Transformation. as another book. Uh, started a coaching business. Uh, I got, I should have had one of my shirts on. I got Miracle Season merch. So over these times, I'm creating products. That's, yeah. That's mine that that's connected to who I am. And that was the intentions. And, uh, and this is the manifestation. And uh, now we're here. So that's really, it was the timing. And then I had the time to do it and time to focus on it. Where yeah. before, you know, you're doing life, you're handling business. You're not really, you, you know, you got to do it, but you just don't know when. And then I always say, when you have time to do something, you should do it. So a hundred percent. So you mentioned a few minutes ago, like you went through a bit of an awakening, even just a few weeks ago. Yeah. A few weeks ago. Yeah. Can you tell us all more about that? So, you know, um, I'm very spiritual and very deep. And so I'm aware when I'm going through a transformation in life and where Mm -hmm. my old self or my old ways or the old paradigm that I was working out of no longer serves me or humanity the way I would want to, because how I feel. Yeah. And so coming from a place of taking care of everybody, somewhat of a people pleaser, being codependent, you know, allowing people to depend on me to be me. So if people depend on me, they gave me validation to be me for them and not me for me. And so yes. I got a revelation that you, you can't do that no more. That doesn't serve you. That doesn't help you. That doesn't benefit you. Also, it actually hurts them even, even more because you're enabling these people by trying to take over and give them the answers you think they should have and they're not yeah. their own answers and then I had a series of like a week where I'm like you know what they don't need me as much as I think they do I think this narrative that I'm created that they mm. need I'm pulling energy from them to be me it's something I created from a childhood to keep me going but in all actuality I was afraid to go do the journey and, and be who I need to be by myself for myself alone because it's lonely right I'm really good at groups. I'm really good at helping a group, managing a group, motivating, inspiring a group. I'm good with groups. But now it's like, okay, that's over. That self is over. Now it's about you. What do you want for you, for you? And no one's involved. You're not attached to anyone or helping anyone. And I got a lot of this information from my own nail chart. And, you know, mm. I don't know anybody who's into astrology, but you have oh, yeah, that's nose. that's on my list for us to talk about for sure. North node, south node. So my south node was in Virgo, and my north node is in Pisces. So south node, so it was in eleventh house. So the eleventh house is of groups, community, people, right? So in a past life, my south node, which was Virgo, was in eleventh house, where 
in a past life, I had a profession of a healer or someone who helped the world. So all my decisions were life or death based on who came to me for help. So in this lifetime, I come here with those capabilities and tools, but I have to work out of that energy because the real energy of this lifetime is to be more spiritual and more free and more trusting and letting go of control and being analytical and being perfectionist and it having to be very detailed and has to be this way or trying to control outcomes and can try to control behaviors because you think it should, you know, stop. It doesn't work anymore. Sorry, sir. And so my spirit tells me like, all right, it's over. Now I'm a new person. I feel so much better because I'm not attached to people outcomes no more. I'm not attached to something has to be this way or else. Mm -hmm. I'm not attached to it being perfect for it to make sense for me to make a decision. I don't need all the information to trust it. All I gotta do is trust what I feel. And yes. then when I, and in that moment, I was in an analysis of paralysis, right? Paralysis analysis, where I felt stuck. Like, I don't know what to do, overthinking, overanalyzing, frustrated. And then I'm sitting here and I'm looking like, bro, you got a book, what's up? And yeah. I think, well, how did I do this? Because I had faith and I trust, I didn't have a plan. My plan was my faith. My plan was my belief system. I knew this is what I had to do and I did it. You know, we talked about this human design. I'm a generator. I go off that sacral chakra, what I feel. Same. And, and then the universe brings to me whatever I need to benefit or learn and I keep moving. I love that. Okay, so what were some of the things that you, because I, I used to be such a people pleaser and I completely agree with you that people pleasing, right? So you, when you do that, you are violating your own agreements to yourself, right? You're self-sabotaging um, and you're trying to control somebody else's perception of you, right? Trying to look a certain way or, you know, oh, I don't want them to, I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I'm going to sugarcoat things, but it's like, wait a second, but now you're doing everyone a disservice who's involved in that interaction. And, and I used to be such a people pleaser. Um, and I know so many of Amplify's listeners have struggled with that and maybe still struggling with that. Like what helped you to really overcome the people pleasing stuff? I know you said like making sure you're happy and showing up for you rather than other people, but like, are there, were there any like big aha moments or kind of tangible things that you did to move through that and work through that? Well, I, I you know, first thing that comes to mind is that, you know, people pleasing comes from a place of not feeling worthy, right? Yes. You don't feel worthy enough. You don't feel like you're enough. So as a kid having, you know, emotional abandonment issues in my upbringing, I didn't feel like I was enough. So I made everybody else feel like they were enough, right? Mm. I became what I wanted for everyone else. Yeah. And honestly, like going on TV, you know, at that time, it forced me to like think for myself. You know, I had cars picking me up. My producers asking, what do I want? What do I want to eat? What you want to get a massage today? Like, it was just all about me. And it's like weird because it was never about me in that sense ever in life. I always made it about people. And then honestly, I just felt like, you know, when it, when it come down to it, I realized something like I'm the catch, right? I'm, I'm, I'm the one, I'm the chosen one. I have the it, the it factor. What I mean by that, sometimes you can miss out on who you are because you're so indulged in what you have, what you think you have to be for others and realize like, no, people have to be by you being you for you, because then mm -hmm. that's how you get more out of people, but you're trying to be everything for people and you're not being yourself. So you're losing yourself and others because they need you to be you. And so I remember when I stopped playing basketball in like 2011 or 12, 
And one of my homies was like, man, you stopped playing? Like, bro, I was playing basketball because of you. And I'm like, how? You D1, All-American, all you know, full scholarship. But I didn't realize my gift and my power because I wasn't, I wasn't looking at myself from that angle until I went on the show and I started looking at it from a different lens. Cause I was pumping my boys up and my guys like, yo, well, come on, we gotta do this. Let's do it big or whatever. And it's like, and I was like, I guess I have to be that person. I guess I have to be that trailblazer. I, I guess I have to be that leader. Then as you grow and when you evolve, you get more information and you're like, oh, yeah. you're, 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 you're blessed. Like you have it, you have what it takes. What are you scared of? Like, are you afraid mm -hmm. of success? Are you afraid to be that person? You know you that guy, but why are you afraid to stand out and be him? And then mm -hmm. that's when I realized I didn't fit in because most of my life I tried to fit in because I didn't want uh, people to think that I felt I was better or I was different or that I didn't like them. And I had a lot of survivor's remorse, a lot of guilt and shame around success where I felt like mm -hmm. everything I got, I should give it away or give it to someone else. And then I realized like I worked for this. I sacrificed long nights. I booked a one-way ticket of $1,000 in LA 11 years ago. I slept on someone's bedroom from, I mean, on someone's couch for a year and paid $500 a month. I did that. Mm -hmm. Not my friends, you know, not, not my family. I did that. I'm out yeah. here by myself with no family. I mean, my aunt, she lives out here now, love her. But, you know, I did that. So it's like, I had to learn how to give myself credit, but be okay with saying, you, you did it, man. Like, be proud of yourself. Like I said, now I can really see it from a different angle because I am proud of myself because I will always push off like, no, you help, you help, you did it. But it's like, I really had to do it. Yeah. I had to get up at 5 a.m. I had to go see that client. I had to get on those sets. I had to do that speech. I had to book that up, that role for that audition. I had to do it. So if I have a manager or a team, I still got to show up no matter how much I get paid. So it's okay to take credit for what you do and what you can do and it's okay to say oh I got what it takes and mm -hmm. I'm gonna own that I'm not gonna shun myself and say because sometimes you can be too humble and it'll leave you broke right you know because you're not owning your gifts and when you have a gift you have to give it to the world so that's what I've discovered and feel good yeah. about it it's okay and how, how another person feels that's not your problem you got to do you for you and then once people get your backstory they'll realize why you are that way and so it's it's a beautiful like revelation and just understanding and epiphany over the last few weeks. I'm just happy to be in this place. It's just like, cool, I get it. Like, we good. Like, we, you can only win, you know? Like, I'm a leader, like I lead, like that's who I am. Like, I'm, so people need me to lead and, and do what mm -hmm. I need to do for me though. <laughs> Cause once I do for me, then they know how to do for them. So, yes. Oh, but I love it. Yes. I love, oh, I love all of that. I mean, we are speaking the, so many of the same languages with all this kind of stuff. I love it. Um, and interestingly, like I'm also a human design generator as well. So like I get you with all that kind of stuff. Um, so for your, I mean, when did you start getting into like the astrology type stuff, the human design kind of stuff, like learning about all of that? Uh, it had to be when I first moved to LA, probably yeah. this, searching the most thing was 22, 23, fresh out of college. Uh, the first thing that really kind of triggered it, I was to go out to clubs, be in the club a lot. And I was okay. so curious, like when I run into certain women, it was like, why am I attracted to this one woman? Or why do I'm gravitating to this person? I will always ask, what's your sign? So if these people had the same type of sign, I'm like, oh, that's a pattern. So I get along with this sign and that sign. Oh, what does that mean? Right? That's like literally, that's so right. similar to me where, and it wasn't necessarily like just men and dating. It was 
for me, so many people that I would have such fast and like intense connections with even friends. And then I'm like, wait, you're also this sign and you're also this sign. And wait a second, maybe I should look into this shit. (laughs) Then you look into it and you dive deep. And then over the years, it just got more information, more awareness, more confidence in it. And someone just sent me something last night that just blew my mind. I was like, wow. Like it's like a, it's like it's numerology, but on steroids. It's a whole nother like, and I'm just like, oh, more information. Let's go. Yeah. So with all of that, like, how do you use it? Like, how does it supplement your knowledge of yourself, your knowledge of others, your understanding of how, like, you operate? All of that. Like, how do you use that as a tool or guidance? Well, it's just for me. I'm a person of I've observed things and I'm aware, so. I pay attention to the signs in my life, right? Where I'm at, who I want to go, who I'm connected to, the energy therein, and I'm in. And I've always been fascinated by information and things that make me think about me. And the reason I realized that I'm always curious about someone else because I wish someone was curious about me growing up. I want mm. people to ask me about me because I felt misunderstood. So by me feeling misunderstood, I just wanted to understand everybody. Mm-hmm. So then if I can understand everybody, I can make friends with everybody because I understand them. But I never knew how to communicate to them or those people to understand me. Because I never, you know, it was never about me. So I was never put in a position like, oh, tell me about yourself. And then when I did, I would choke up because I'm like, uh, I'm a guy, you know, from Baltimore and I like basketball, you know. So I just think for me, when I get the information, I take it in. And it's hard for me to digest because sometimes I'll just send texts like, hey, look at this, look at that. But it does something to my mental, right? It's stimulating it. It's like, takes me down a path of this is going to get me to the next level. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is the precursor to experience. Once you have the Ooh. knowledge, you're going to attract experience because you have new information. The people who are at the top of the world is because they have information. Right. On top of that information, they also have perspective that others might not have based on their experience or how they was raised. So that matters. But information is key. I always say information changes your situation. So when I get new information, I dive into it, I absorb it, I get it, and then I apply it. And then what I do is I paradigm shift. I was like, okay, okay, oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay. That's that. That I need to change that. Cause I'm, I'm hard on myself. So the hardest work we'll do in life is on ourselves. Yes. So when I get new information, I feel like I made a mistake or I need to fix something. Or I need to be accountable and responsible. I take it in, I apply it. We ain't doing that no more. So it's just, that's, it's like, I'm the way shower, right? Like I told you before. So I can't tell you something I'm not doing, mm-hmm. right? I can't tell you to do something I haven't done. Mm-hmm. So I have to do it to show you and prove, prove to you that it works. Yeah. This works. These were videos. And and that's actually what I was going to say too, along those lines, you saying like, okay, these quotes in the book, like these were things that you put into videos. Yes. To inspire other people, but you were doing that because that's what you needed to hear as well. And so much of the time, one, I think so many of us think, oh no, I have to have it all figured out before I share it with the world. Not the case at all. And so much of the time, like with what we're doing, right? Like, or what we are teaching, like we're, we're teaching to a previous version of ourselves. We're here to help a, a previous version of ourselves so much of the time, not always, but often. Right. And so 
it's such a great practice or habit to be like, okay, if this is something I'm growing through, why not share that process in a way that's also going to, yes, completely like uplift me and serve me and do what I, I need it to do, but also support others. Right. So, so this is like some encouragement for people listening that it's like, if you're feeling stuck in something or you're learning something or growing through something like share the stuff that you need to hear now, or that you needed to hear a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, whatever it is. Cause like, that's, that's where this book literally came from, right? Those words of wisdom that Eric needed to hear for himself that right. then packaged up for others. Yeah. And now here it is in a fucking book. Yeah. Right. Thoughts become things. And at that time I was speaking to people to, I was like, I was helping you to help me to help you to help us. Yeah. <laughs> right. So exactly. it looked like I'm really the coach and I'm getting a shit. I'm the student that's trying to learn from coaching. Right. Uh, yes. Yes, so absolutely. That's, that's how that all unfolded. But it's, and it's still a journey and it's still motivation and, and inspiration and wisdom. And it's still challenges and adversity and setbacks. It's, it's a, that's why learning will always be here and we'll always have information we need. Yes. But I think what I'm learning now is just to enjoy what I have, to enjoy the journey, to enjoy right. being a podcast, to enjoy every day of every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like to enjoy it and not be so, I got to do this. So I got to do this because if I don't do this and it's like, get out of that, stop that. Right. Your time, have some grace, have some pace, have compassion and show up for yourself and if you don't get everything on your to-do list done, it's all right. You get mm-hmm. it done tomorrow. Like, what are you beating yourself up for? Because I do that a lot in my life. It doesn't help. So it's important to kind of have really good poise with yourself and get to like, my, my therapist would say, would you talk to your nephew like that if he made a mistake? Oh. I was like, damn. Yeah. You know? How would you talk to him if he made a mistake? You would tell him it's okay, right? And you do it again and it's all right. I was like, you're right. She said, so you got to stop talking to yourself like that. You got to stop Absolutely. thinking, you know, and I'm like, right. What am I mm-hmm. beating myself for? You know, yep. just perfectionism, like stop that. It doesn't work. Completely. Oh yeah. I love that. It's such a good reminder. Like, oh, would you talk to a little kid like this? Would you talk to your yeah. best friend like this? Like your sibling? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so on the note of, oh, actually remind me, what is your sign again? Did you Pisces? I'm a Pisces, yeah. Okay. Yes. See, funny enough, when I was saying like, oh, when, what got me into learning more about astrology and all that kind of stuff is because I was noticing like in the month of March, right? Like everyone I fucking knew it was their birthday. Like you know, my ex-husbands, ex-boyfriends, um, you know, best friend in high school, like this person, that person, new good friend, like everyone in this, I was like, it's their birthday. And now it's their birthday. And then I was like, what fucking sign are all these people? And it was all Pisces oh, and I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo, which makes sense. It's a, we opposite. tend to like, yeah, opposite very opposite, but, but yeah. balance very well um, in a lot of ways. So, so yeah, makes sense. Um, okay. So on the astrology stuff, cool. Let's, it, could you give the listeners, cause we haven't talked about this numerology. I don't think ever really on okay. the show. Will you give like a really kind of high level uh explanation of what that is and what you get out of it yeah so numerology is numbers right i always say numbers do not lie everything's a number your age your birthday the measurement of the building 
your, your, your price on your Cardinal, your rent, like there's numbers, there's just numbers. Uh, Nikola Tesla, a great inventor, believe in like 369, like the numbers, but however, numerology is you literally take your day, your month, in your year and you add it up. So my birthday is March 9th, 1988. So then I would do three plus nine, which is 12, right? Um, and then you would add that to 19, you know, 88. And that gives you, if, if I add if I add it up, it gives, in one sense, it's a two, right? So in numerology, no number can go above a nine unless it's an 11, 22, or 33, because those numbers are master numbers. So so you got the three and the nine, which is 12. So if I do 1988, one plus nine is 10, 10 plus eight is 18, 18 plus eight is what? 26, so two and six is eight, right? And then eight and three is 11. So I have, I'm, I'm generally, I'm a 38, 11, two. So on the lower frequency or the lower level, like when you're not as evolved in that space, two is just very diplomatic, very tactful, the peacemaker, um, self-sacrificing, a lot of like, speakers and presidents or twos and then 11s which is a two right it's just a higher self it's more illuminated with like information and inspiration like tony robbins and uh gary v uh grant cardones these guys are master numbers they're healers right mm -hmm. so on the high side of 11 is a healer but everybody doesn't have those numbers some people numbers are different so then you have that life path number that's the path you're supposed to live in his life it gives you a bunch of details and a description of what that means for you um, then you have your attitude number, which you will add your month and your day, which is nine and three is 12, one and two is three. So my attitude number is a three. Then you have your expression number. You would do your name and add your name up because your name equals numbers. <laughs> so it's a lot of information. It could be overwhelming, but just Google it in numerology or type in life path numbers and just do your life path number, look it up, calculate it and see what you get. Because I always, I don't like to push information on the people. I like, look, give me information. Check it out, tell me what you think. Does it resonate? Does it feel right? Cool. And I'm always a person, you have to use these things, not as certainty that this is what my life is, but to help you get through life and understand life to get through life, right? Because it's information, like I said before. And the more information you have about yourself, the more you will make sense to the world you're in and you won't be freaking out. Like, why am I like this? And why am I like that? Or I have this weird, like I believe everyone is not supposed to be married. Everyone's not going to be highly successful and make a lot of money, but I do every, believe everyone has a purpose. Mm -hmm. and, and, you, and then some people don't even care about this information. Let's be clear. They don't care. Yeah. But to the people who do, tap in, look it up, get some information and change your situation. And right. it's beautiful because you just can add that to your box of development and, you know, personal growth. Right. And, and like your tools, right. Cause the way that I look at a lot of this stuff and I've definitely gotten more into, um, these, I guess you would say like new age or like alternative things, but it's really like such ancient knowledge, you know, like this stuff has been around for so long. Um, and the more that I've gotten into it, like the more it enriches my life as far as like my understanding of myself, my understanding of others, my understanding of the world, all of that, like it adds so much value for me and, and, and guidance too. And I take it with a grain of salt, right? Like I lean into a number of different modalities and, and 
sources and stuff like that and find value in lots of them. And I'm also not like, oh my gosh, but you know, the number didn't show up or this or this, or the, you know, whatever, right? Like not like getting to like, not clenching it with like a, a, a tight fist and stuff, but I find it so powerful, like I said, to understand yourself and others more effectively, right? Because because at the end of the day, like all we are all striving to do is to like be loved, right? Like at the very, very basic, like if we're like, you know, gonna, gonna boil down like what all humans are essentially seeking, like on the most basic level is like love and connection. Right. And so the more we're able to, the more self-aware we are, the more we understand ourselves, the more we're able to understand others and connect with others and all of that. So I think there's such powerful tools, such powerful tools. Um, um, all we need. Yes. Yes. So for you, cause you are, you're one of those people like me who gets the like, oh my gosh, your energy, your energy, your energy is just amazing. Like all, all that, right. Like for as long as you can probably remember. Yeah. 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 Like, and so what do you, what have you done to like cultivate such incredible, powerful, magnetic energy? Like, so what brought that out and brought that forward? Like, what, did you do anything or is this always just kind of a thing that you had? Well, you know, as a kid, I always knew my energy was different. I just didn't understand it. So it was weird, but then I got to a point where I realized I can use my energy for benefit, you know, Mm. motivate, to inspire. And then I realized in some areas of my life, I got a lot of energy. (laughs) So it needs to be utilized. (laughs) Because if not, it, it, it goes to waste and it's, it's bad. Uh, and then I just start tapping into like numerology, astrology, reading a lot of books and start studying successful people. Like what do successful people do? Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Bob Proctor, Les Brown. Oh, transcendental meditation. Oh, they do meditation. Okay, maybe I should start meditating. Oh, they read books. Oh, maybe I should read a book a month. Oh, okay. Oh, they journal. Maybe I should do some gratitude statements. Oh, affirmation. Oh, affirmation. Nice. And then up top, you know, I'm always worked out and, and, and try my best to eat as clean and as healthy. So mm-hmm. with all those things on a consistent basis, you don't have no choice but to increase your energy. Yeah. To have magnetic energy on top of the gift of energy you've been given to keep it growing and keep it growing and stimulating to a point where I tell people this is how I attract opportunities by being in a high vibration yes. um, because then those things on that alignment connect with me and we connect to each other and then there it go I don't have to go look for the opportunity the opportunity finds me and connect because of the energy I'm in the books I've read the, the, the meditation of them getting up at 5 a.m getting up at 5 30 a.m um, eating clean um pr- practicing you know good mental you know habits positive thinking being around energetic people like yourself, you know, you know, sharing energy and content and ideas. And then it just becomes your lifestyle. And then you just live in that space. Probably 70%, I would say at the time, 75%, because you're not always in a high vibe. Of course. What are, what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis? Kind of your like tools, habits to keep you in peak state or to like start your day in peak state. Or if you're feeling like, Ooh, I'm kind of like low energy. Like, what do you do to shift? Like some of these really uh, tangible kind of like habits and action items for you. Well, you know, every day I start my day with a lot of spiritual action items. Um, okay. I pray, 
meditate, um, affirmations, uh, gratitude statements, and then I get a workout in. And then honestly, a lot of having low energy really comes from not getting rest, right? And when I say rest, like sleep and mental rest. So I pride myself on trying to like even take naps throughout the day or getting sleep at night, going to bed in the, you know, early enough time to get the proper hours I need to sleep. Um, and just being consistent. I think, and that's what this book is about, is about being consistent. Cause I can talk to you below in the face, but if I'm not consistent in reading books, not consistent in reading, reading and working out, not consistent in eating healthy and being a good steward of my blessings, then I can't have a consistent, fulfilled life because I'm not consistent. And consistency is the key to all things. Yes. So it's, it was really simple. It's just, I'm consistent. And that's why it helps and enhances my being and helps others from there around. And my intention is to help people heal. I have mm -hmm. a healing mat in my house as well, where, you know, it's called the bio mat. It has inflated with crystals. Uh, oh. you, heat it, you heat it up and if you're feeling down, you're feeling low, it heals your body. So look it up, people. It's really good. So I, I do this time to time when I'm watching a game or I'm reading a book. I was reading my book earlier, 30 minutes. It's heated healing mat, just chilling. <laughs> I love that. Look at look yeah. at you. Who who knew? I had no yeah. idea about that. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. Um, so what, okay, let's actually let's talk a little bit of the like TV, reality TV, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So obviously you were on The Bachelorette um and a couple of the bachelor spinoffs as yeah. well um what were some of the biggest like kind of surprises for you like what was unexpected about that and then like what were some of the biggest lessons from that whole experience I think the entire existence of that moment, at least for The Bachelorette, the first season was just a big surprise because I had no intentions. I had no information, right? To make that situation make sense other than <clears throat> this is in my life. I attracted this somehow. Let's see what's behind this door. Uh, I think the biggest thing I've learned is the power of vulnerability because that show for me was healing. It healed me, mm. it allowed me to- in what In what ways? Well, I've, I've never had received love from a woman. And in that instance, it opened my spirit up to get that love. And that's what I believe I was lacking in my life change. Like I went from falling in love. I didn't end up with the girl, but I fell in love and I felt great and my life changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was like, I feel like that's what I was lacking from life at the moment. And I thought giving someone my vulnerability and truth would kind of like push them away. But it makes people even more intriguing and it's honestly it's your truth it's your life and it's powerful and especially dating women i realize they appreciate the truth even if yes. they're hurt in the moment they just really appreciate it and i've learned to always be authentic and upfront and just really speak how i feel and what i think at times to not only benefit myself but let this person which is where i'm at this is in my mind and take it or leave it but that show gave me the boost of confidence to be more vulnerable in all my relationships and friendships. Like, Hey man, that's how I feel. Or, Cause a lot went from the show. got a lot of backlash from my family. Cause I spoke on mm. things they didn't know I was dealing with as a child. Cause I never, I didn't open up. You, yeah, know, you, yeah. you, hold your, you hold in your stuff and you just do what you got to do and you keep moving. I was like, man, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. I always felt. Man. And then you don't realize until you get older what it was because when you were young, you couldn't express your emotions because you didn't understand them. 
So yeah, yeah absolutely. It, that's what the show taught me how to be vulnerable as a man, uh, how to be more open and say yes to life. When a big opportunity comes or something that is very uncomfortable, doesn't make sense for your life. Yeah, you can say no, but I feel like I had to say yes, just because of the timing. And it was like, what else I'm gonna do? If I don't do this, I don't know what can happen. And I never want to live my life to like, what if, you know? And I yeah. think a lot of people do that because they want to be, go back to that control. I want to be in control of my outcomes. I want to be in control of my destiny. And maybe this is part of your destiny. Just say yes to it and control that part of it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> many lessons, I'm sure. And and I will say too, what, what you said, like, I know so many men, feel fear around being vulnerable, right? Or quote unquote, looking weak. I mean, I myself used to be so stuck in my masculine energy and felt like the like divine feminine qualities of like the softness and the vulnerability. Like I felt like those were bad, right? And that was weakness. And so like, I wasn't even comfortable being vulnerable. And, and so for men, especially like masculine men, men who are leaders, right? Like there's this idea, I think that being showing those softer sides or the vulnerability, like that's, that's a bad thing, but I see it as such a show of strength actually, right? Like it takes a lot of strength to show up really raw and real and vulnerable and to share and show up when you don't feel like you have it all together or when you don't feel like you're perfect or tough or whatever it is, right? And so, yeah, so it's such a, a yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, the mind is a, is a mindset shift because you get, you get more out of the, the other side that you didn't think you would opposed to you're going to lie, you're going to manipulate, you're going to finesse, you're going to, it's like, yeah, but then I, it only lasts for so long mm-hmm. and then the truth comes out and then you look crazy or you got to go <laughs> and hide from it because you didn't own it. So, yes, yes. So, okay. So, so. I think too, like along these lines, like talking masculinity and stuff like that. Like, I think that these days, like culturally we'll, we're seeing a big attack on masculinity and with so many of the issues that we're experiencing in the country, in the world, like, I think a lot could be improved by having more men really grounded in their masculinity. Um, what, what do you think of just kind of the state of the, or I, I, I don't know, like, do you feel like there's a bit of an attack on masculinity these days? Like the more like masculine man, or that it's like not encouraged or almost seen as a bad thing. Like, I don't know if you even would agree with that. No, I don't think it's an attack. Okay. I think there is a, maybe there's a less of a felt for in the universe because mm-hmm. I feel like women are becoming more uh authority figures uh they're more in their masculine energy where they're running businesses they're making tons of money they're in leadership roles um the times are changing you know men are more you know they're more in their beta state maybe or maybe more not as masculine or as alpha uh but some of us like myself i'm just you know i'm I'm full-blown masculine but i know how to be soft you know like Mm -hmm. i know be vulnerable and say look i don't this is what i'm feeling this is where i'm at so I think there can be a disconnect with men who feel like they have to always be masculine. I think that's where they fail themselves and their partner in their team, whatever space they're working in or living in. Uh, but I didn't know there was an attack on masculinity. 
You know, I know that people talk about toxic positivity, toxic masculinity, all those things, but it's just like, what are we really talking about? Because I don't yeah. have a clue. Yeah, Maybe. no, and that's just something that I've I've noticed. You know, it's almost like the like alpha masculine men are like almost made out to be bad guys uh, oh, lately. I, and okay. and yeah, there is a way. There's you know, there's toxic toxic masculinity and there's toxic femininity too. You know, like there's both sides of it and um yeah but but yeah so that's that's kind of more what I was the direction I was leaning leaning in with that but um okay so now now let's like I'm like let's talk about like the deck the dating and like sex and relationships and that kind of stuff so how how has how well gosh I have so many questions around this so one you hinted at, and I'm pretty certain, obviously this was what you were talking about that. Oh, I've noticed I have so much energy in certain areas and, you know, parts of my, like all that. And I'm assuming you're meaning like that, that sexual energy, right? Like that sacral chakra energy. And as a human design generator as well, myself, like, yes, so much sacral energy. Like that is, that is our like powerhouse and all of that when you're a sacral authority generator. Um, so how have you learned to really like harness that energy, not just obviously for sex, but like to channel that for other uses, you know? Um, it's always been like a challenge, at least growing up. Cause I didn't know what to do with it. You know? There's a lot of uh, masturbation going on <laughs> because of that. Uh, and as I've gotten older, thank God I'm an athlete and I work out, I'm a fitness trainer. A lot of my energy goes to working out, right? A lot of my energy goes to research and information and learning, right? And then I love food, I'm a foodie, I can eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get, as you grow and you get older, you realize you have a more comfortable space with energy. Like you realize you started, cause I used to be, I used to try to like hide from my um my sex drive and like mm. ah, I'd be this positive person but just have this crazy sex drive and it'd be very strong and explosive. I was like, they don't know that about me. Like I'm kind of like, you know, cause I was like, I didn't know how to embrace it. And then as I'm old, as I've gotten older, I'm comfortable in it. I love it. I realize at times it serves a great purpose for my life and I need it and I want it. And it gotta make sense, right? Uh, so I just like to put that energy into things that's gonna manifest greatness in my life, books courses yeah um workouts uh stimulating conversation reading books going to seminars you know just i put all that energy into things i want to see grow and manifest and sometimes you can get lost in that energy and be it's a lot of lust that you put it into and it can kind of burn you out and it's not really healthy so it ebbs and flows no one's perfect but that's how i kind of like dissipate like or distribute that energy in a positive way Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You, we can transmute it toward the things that we're really excited about because for you and I, as, like I said, as sacral authority generators, right. Um, we, and, and for everyone listening, like when I'm saying that, like generator, that sort of thing, this is human design. So you can really easily figure out your human design, like blueprint, if you will, um, just like Google it. Um, but Yeah. And so for us, for generators, like we love to like dig in and like work and produce and create and all of that, but really can only like our most powerful and like only like 
really effective and feel our best when it's something that we're super excited about, right? Like as long as we are stoked about something, like follow the desires and the joy and whatever lights you up. And we can, as, as generators, like create fucking magic. And so similarly, like, yeah, using that sexual energy, that sacral energy. Yeah. Not just for sex, right? Like, okay. Like use that fire to work on whatever the next project is that you're super fucking excited about. Right. And not be disposing of it, uh, irresponsibly or in places where it's not going to be effective. Yeah. (laughs) Several times I've burned out like, dang. Yeah. This, this is bad. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So on that note, like how has dating for you looked over the past year and a half? Like with every, the, you know, how the world has changed and all of that. How's that, how's that been? <laughs> uh, you know, before the world has changed, dating for me was tough just in general Okay. because I was on a show. So when I meet women or connect with women, you know, you never know who you're getting. Like, are you dating me because of Mm, you saw me here or like what it looks like on a social space or you dating because you really like me or you into me or maybe it's a little bit of both but I realized they can't really give me an accurate answer because they only know me from what they see me in right so even no I only like you for you it's like yeah but you wouldn't even know me if it wasn't for that yeah like how do you you delete that knowledge from your brain if you don't even know you know me from any other things and then you see my social media you know red flags or you know, antenna's going to go off like, hold on, what's, hold on, what's going on? So that changes because perception is people's reality. Uh, so my history has been dating women who are not fully uh, ready or know how to um, be with a man or deal with a man who's emotionally vulnerable and mm. capable and mature, who's very in tune with his feelings and emotion, who speaks his mind, who's very honest. It's like, it's too much. And so it is even intimidating. It scares women away or they can't be around it too much, too long because my energy is so strong. I think sometimes people feel like they got to be perfect or be a certain way because of how I am around me. And it's like, no, you don't, you just be yourself. That and just, you know, I, I think there's a lot of commitment issues on my end just with how I was raised. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also because of my life too. The stuff I see on a day-to-day basis, the stuff I experience and I know. Um, it's hard to just settle down with just anybody because that's what they want or that's what they think. And I'm like, and I discovered something a few days ago. I said, you know, women will date someone and fall for someone off emotions and not off reality. Okay. And, and a guy won't date a woman off emotions and won't even date off a of reality. So they wait, so then what off. will a guy date off of? So so what I'm saying is he will eventually once he realizes his reality can match his emotions for that person. So there's a book, The Way to the Superior Man, and it says okay. yeah. if a guy doesn't have a purpose, he can't have a wife. So if a guy is just living for his family and his wife and kids and not living for himself and what his purpose and mission do, he actually fails them and himself because he needs something to feed him to feed them. If you're just feeding them, you're burning out, you're failing them. So I discovered that because a woman, my mom told me that she's like, women really live from their heart. And she's like, heartbreak, you can really feel it in your heart. Your heart really feels broken. there's statistics stating that more women die from um 
uh, heart attacks and more than anything because of heartbreak, you know, because we they live from an emotional space. Interesting. And most guys, if we get hurt one time, we never want to go back. Yeah. Because it, it hurts. So, but as a man, you know, for me, you always want to provide and protect, but you want to be in a position where you can take care of your woman and, you know, give to her, but also give to yourself, have something like, I always look at athletes, no matter what age, when they get in the NBA, NFL, baseball, it's easy for them to be in a relationship, right? Because they have the finances, they have a career, they had a foundation, they had a, rather they have the emotional capability to be in a relationship, the communication, they can have the stability of a relationship because they have the finances, they have the profession that gives them life and passion, and they have a setup that's easy to kind of operate in to make a woman feel secure, even though she might not feel loved, but she knows she's yeah. stable and she knows she has benefits and that no matter what, she's going to be okay, mm-hmm. right? So there's some instance where women are like, no, but I don't care about that because, you know, I love you and, I'll, and, and you know, I don't want to support you and whatever, you, w- what's mine is what's yours. It's like, yeah, but then you burn out because this person can't bring it. And then you guys don't even like each other because he's not pulling his, his side to, to the forefront because he doesn't have a purpose. But yeah, mm-hmm. you over here pulling everything like a mom would, and you know, with the kids, you're doing it for the kids and for your man. And then you're burnt out. And then you're not even in love no more because you're doing everything and it's just not healthy. And I realize it's hard for women to accept that a guy doesn't want to commit when they want it because they're coming from the heart space and a guy is coming from a more logical mental space. Like I want to commit, but I just, I can't, I'm not in a position to feel that because I'm not where I want to be. So it's it's hard. Interesting. Oh no, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I just said, it's just hard because if we understand like men and women were totally different, we think differently and it's okay for people to have their wants and needs, but just because someone is not where you're at doesn't mean they don't want to, they're just not ready. Mm-hmm. So you can't force or make a person feel bad for not being what you want because that's what you want. You can't force someone into a relationship or a situation because that benefits your heart or you can't get mad at a woman for messing around, but you can go mess around as a man. It doesn't work like that. You know, you can't point the finger. You can't make a person feel bad. Everything comes in due time. And when that's right, you'll know. But when Mm -hmm. you force things, they fail you. Yes. Yep. Completely agree. The funny thing about that is when you're talking like, oh, women usually date like this, that sort of thing. I'm like, I'm so, I tend to, it's, it's fascinating because like, I, yes, am very like, embodied in my divine feminine and everything like that. My big queen energy. Yeah. Um, and like when it comes to dating, I typically like my process or like how I navigate dating is often way more like a man would than a woman. Um, cause yeah, I'm usually the one, like, I'm usually more in the, like, not based off of just yes, feelings as far as the connection and stuff like that goes, but But when it comes to me, like actually wanting to commit or spend a lot of time and energy with somebody, like I don't make those decisions based off of just my feelings. It's so much more about like, yes, the reality of it and the facts of the situation too. Like, and then making sure, of course, the feelings are there. The chemistry is there. My intuition is like, you know, guiding me a certain way, but, but yeah, that I've always tended to be a bit more wired in dating the way that like guys date I yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah that's respectful I, I get it i don't care what no woman said i'm not settling just because it sounds good it looks good it feels good but it don't feel good to me i'm not doing it that's yeah. just what it is and i'm never going to do it until i feel 
because only the person knows what they've been through and what they're going through. And, they, and even if, you know, women always go, how do you know if you never try? You don't know, you don't know. It's like, no, I know. I can feel when something's gone. If this is happening, this is a no for now. Maybe later, but, you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to get into something just to try it. Like, right. We're not doing it. I'm not just trying it's- life. I'm doing life. I'm being it. Yes. It's hard because you know you want to give people the benefit of the doubt and give them what they what it's like if you can't give it to them it's like it's, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And something that you said too with men, like the importance for men in really being like tapped into their purpose and working on their mission and like yeah maybe they don't need to have like all the things in place and finished and it's oh it's all done like I've arrived right like yeah you can like find your partner while you're building your thing but. I think women often don't realize how important that is to a man, right? That purpose and what he's creating in the world. And I, I mean, what, what's the book? I'm forgetting what the book is called, like keys to the kingdom or something. What, what is her name? I can look it up right now. Um, keys to the kingdom. Um, Oh yeah. Keys to the kingdom by Alison Armstrong. So it's very much about like male, female dynamics and about, uh, like men's like phases that they go through in life. Right. They're like Prince phase, like King phase, like all this kind of stuff, which are very correlated. And there, I think there's four, I'm forgetting all of them, but they're very much correlated to like where they're at, like in, in their mission and their purpose. And I used to, so it's so interesting because as far as love languages go, like my number one is acts of service. And I know very clearly like why that's my number one, like if I, tracing it back to like childhood and all that kind of stuff, um, acts of service and then words of affirmation in how I feel lo- like loved, right? Um, how I show is words of affirmation and touch. That's like where I show the most, but how I feel love, receive love, acts of service is one of the top ones. And I used to want to, like, I love dating successful men and driven men, ambitious men who are like really on fire for what they're creating in, in the world and doing with their life and really passionate for it and are about it. And I used to want to be with men like that, but then also have them put me first ahead of whatever their thing was. Right. And so it was like, oh, I want you to be so fired up about your shit, but now I want you to put me first so that I'm the, I know that I'm the most important, or I want you to carve out time, which yes, like on the one hand, yes. If you find like a woman that you want to be with, yes, you create space for her in your life. And I used to do it almost like not manipulatively, but it was very much coming from my own wounding of wanting to be like, okay, well, if that's the most important thing in your life, you have to prove to me that I am by like putting me before work or whatever it is. And I have shifted that understanding so much in like the last few months to be like, no, if I'm saying I want a man who's like super fucking on fire for what he's creating, like, yes, we get to find intentional time together, but like, I don't want to add stress or make it him feel like I'm trying to pull him away from his purpose. Like, fuck that, you know, because in my, in my marriage, right. Like I, I often felt 
bad for how much I, I mean, I was a workaholic as well. So there were things that I needed to change, but I often felt like I was the bad guy for being so fired up for what I wanted to build and create for my life. Right. And so I'm like, wait, I should, I don't want to make these like this man or that man or whoever it is, or was like, I don't want to make him feel bad for how focused he is. I don't want to add more. Like if he's crazy busy with work right now, why am I now nagging to get time and energy? Like I'm adding stress to the plate, right. With a man that I say, like, is, is I would say, I want somebody like this. Right. And so it's, it's been such an interesting realization to be like, no, like that gets to like me as a woman who wants to be with an alpha man and who wants to surrender and like be in my feminine and have my man lead. It's like, okay, then whatever like I'm doing and how I'm showing up, I want it to empower him to be even more effective at all the shit he's doing. Absolutely. Right. So like, so yeah, so I love that you said that about like how important it is for a man to be so connected to his purpose and focused on that. Because yeah. I think like we women like tend to want to be like, oh, well, if you don't have time for me, then I'm gone. Right. And to a certain extent, yes. Right. Like, you know, you find time, but, but yeah, that's been one for me. That's been such a big realization because. Yeah, and it's important to have someone to understand that who's not going to nag you and make you feel bad for going after something you believe in or someone who has their own shit going on that makes you like them even more like, she's motivated. I like that. Yeah. Least, no, this person's not lazy and they want to work and they want to provide for themselves. And, you know, sometimes it can be a clash because you have egos and you know, people too dumb that people together can be tough at times, but it's, you can work, make it work if you like the person. And so I believe in supporting someone's dreams and ambitions, but also giving people space so they can live those things freely. And then mm-hmm. really want you to come around when you guys want to see each other, it makes sense, you know, yeah. because you don't want to be forcing your entry in their life because that's what you want, but yet they're busy. So it's, it's uh, in a book, it talks about as well, there's phases in a man's life, like you said, uh, where he's attracted to the hot girl, you know, she's a dark brunette and she's just hot and like sexy model, whatever. And like for some time that motivates the man, right? Mm-hmm. And this man has been with that person, say, four or five years, and he has a career and has a consistent job. Now he's just tired of looking at her when he comes home. She doesn't turn him on no more. So now he needs the little girl who's good on paper, who's going to, like, you know, do all the little things. She's not as sexy or as attractive, but she does everything else right, the small things. And, you know, she gets, you know, it's just but it's a phase the man is in. And I believe that's a, for anybody, women and men, like your phases in your life is going to change how you view your partner, how you see them. It's not every day or every year you're like, ah, you're kind of like blowing me right now, but I don't really appreciate your energy. But then shit next week is like, yo, I fucking love you. Kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's all about the emotional state you're in in those moments and what you got going on in your life that affect your communication and your actions towards that person, how you feel. So I always think it's important and imperative for us to give space. We don't gotta overwhelm each other with attention and time all the time. Because if I tell you everything I got going on, it's not gonna be nothing that you're gonna wanna learn or know because I tell you everything. So right. So you grow, sometimes, you know, being a mystery or having less, you know, to ponder on is great. Or when you don't see a person as much, when you do see them, it's just like fireworks, like, yes. So yeah. that's my opinion and perspective. Everybody, some people think differently because they grew up differently, but 
I like to work. I like to get things done. I like to progress. I like to evolve. I like to win. But I also like to have a good time and like to, you know, kick it in where it makes sense and fulfill each other's cup and have, you know, good times together. I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and that's something that I, you know, I think it's important to know where your own boundaries are and what you need and what you want and, and what makes you feel loved and fulfilled in a dating relationship and a partnership, whatever it is, but then also to, you know, make sure you're doing everything you can to like see your partner thrive and like crush all their shit too, you know, and not add stress to that. Cause yeah, I like, you know, from, and this is, this is something even just like last year, I'd be like noticing myself, like, with men I was dating who are like super fucking driven and successful. And then being like, well, take a day or me being like, take a day off when they literally never take a day off. And I'm like, maybe I can like, wait to be that naggy, you know, I'm like adding stress. Like, so even if they want to see me and like, this is good, like me doing that, like just adds more stress when they already have a very fucking full plate, you know? (laughs) Hell yeah. You don't need them headaches. Just yeah. Love, love, love me. Love. Exactly. Love. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're like, right. We are right at time just about, and I want to be sensitive to your time. I feel like we could talk about this, keep talking about all these things, obviously. Oh, actually I do want to ask one more question on the energy stuff. You mentioned that you have, developed or noticed that you have like a very strong sixth sense, like very strong intuition. Has that always been the case? Is this something that you've noticed more recently that's kind of been turned on and activated? I think it's always been the case. I just didn't trust it as much as I did uh, now. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was younger, it just didn't make sense. I was like, why do I know this? Or what is this about? Now, when, I, when I'm around someone, I can feel their energy or feel their thoughts and I can just like, oh, okay. Mm. Or I can see where they're at, you know, energetically and I can kind of like feel, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Or, oh, okay, all right, I see how, I see how we, I see what we doing here. You know, and you just take yeah. it for what it is, yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, do you do anything to like strengthen that ability? Or it's just kind of like, it's a gift, you know, I can yeah, be with someone exactly what they need. Like it could be anything from like, let me feed them. Let me, you know, court them to this or they want, they need information or they need to feel pumped up. Like some of my training clients are like, they don't really need me for training. They just want my energy to feel good about themselves. So let me make mm, them feel good. Yeah. So you get it. Six, Absolutely. Six. I know. I see you. I got you. Don't worry about it. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Cause that's cause same like, and that I think comes from so much about like being so having so much sacral authority, right. Cause that's where our intuition and our gut is. And yeah, I, I hear you. And sometimes, and you know, that's something that I teach and I'm stepping into teaching more and I'm like, yeah, but I just know it. I'm like, it just like comes naturally. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. And then you just you get it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I know we have so many similarities with so many of, of these things. So, okay. Well, I, like I said, I could keep going. We are at time. Um, so obviously this show amplify is all about people owning their truth, using their voice, standing out in the world as the most, like standing out as the most unapologetic, bold, aligned, authentic, abundant version of themselves. So 
obviously, aside from everyone going and getting the book, a hundred days of wisdom, and you've got a hundred quotes in here to give you that daily, like, light that fire for you, give you that wisdom, that reflection, all of that. Aside from people going and getting the book, what is like one key piece of advice that you would give people who just want to like live more authentically, live more unapologetically and more boldly, whether that's like one quote that you're really reflecting on these days, like a question to ask yourself, something to do every morning. Like what's like one parting word of wisdom or, or thing to give the audience? Uh, you know, it would just be get to know yourself. And once you know yourself, be completely yourself and life mm. is so much easier. That's it. Because no one can be you more than you. Yeah. No matter and that's, what is, that's just I mean, that's, that's something I tell my clients, the, you know, the listeners all the time is the more you, you are, the more of a magnet you become for everything that you want, everything that you desire. Like the more you tap into yourself and your authenticity and your own magic, you fucking, everything starts flying your way. Yeah, it's really simple. Get to know yourself so you can be yourself and then the rest to do itself. <laughs> Is that, yes. That's what I do. I'm always over here trying to figure me out so I can understand and be more of that. And Absolutely. Yourself, so, yep. Absolutely. All right. So one more time, where can everybody get in touch with you? Where can everybody get the book? Well, get the book. You go to my Instagram, social media at Eric Bigger. Um, you go to my Twitter as well, Eric underscore Bigger. Uh, and click the link in my bio and get the physical copy of 100 Days of Wisdom. Um, you also can go to my website, it's miracleseason.com and get it as well. So uh, it's all up to you. It's there, have it, you need it, get it for someone as a gift. You got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, birthdays like every day. It's a good quote book for a great coffee table and you know some inspiration there that'll change your life and help you get through your toughest times and your happiest times. So, 100 Days of Wisdom, 100 Quotes to Live a More Inspired Life by me, Eric Bigger. Yes. Share it, get it, be it, live it, know it, grow it, and you'll have it. It's that simple. Miracle. All right. Hey. <laughs> Amplify your life. <laughs> oh, I love this. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.